to suddenly get comfortable. <laughs> it's difficult sitting on the floor of the bathroom. <clears throat> Toby, what's the difference between ignorance and apathy? Well, I, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, that's an intellectual joke for our listeners. <laughs> really rewarded them for the pause in, in the off-season, here in the post-season. <laughs> You're listening to a brand new episode of Bad Remains. Okay, welcome to a brand new episode of Battery Mates. Yeah, this is Toby uh, in America, and um, this is Matthew on the floor of my bathroom in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the middle of the postseason, and we are jazzed. You can hear it in our voices. Um, no, uh, we—it's been a couple weeks since we last uh, conferred with Battery Mates Nation, and I think I'm to blame here. I, I kind of expect. <laughs> I kind of expected um, the postseason to be more exciting uh, for my my Clevelands. I expected there to be more uh, baseball for my team. Um, I expected to have a lead uh, every once in a while <laughs> in, in the postseason. Um, and Matthew, I'm not sure what, how the Nationals are doing in the postseason, so I, I haven't been paying that close attention. Um, but it, it, I'm I'm going to take the fall for the. I just not been interested. I have not been that interested. In postseason baseball, which is tragic because we're about to be without baseball for months. months I, I've, <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier, what we were going to talk about in this episode, and I realized I haven't really watched any <laughs> baseball at all. Why would anybody be listening to us right now? Why would anybody NL... listen to the show? <laughs> no, but like every year, I don't watch any baseball after the NLDS at best. <laughs> I, I don't think. You know what? Since I first really, really got into baseball, I don't think I've watched the whole of a, a, a championship series or a World Series. I kind of, I kind of followed the World Series when Cleveland were in it a couple of years ago, mm. but Me too. only just. I mean, pff, I'm just not <laughs> interested. <laughs> well, and it's it's really hard when you're it's really hard when your team is supposed to be good and then they're not right like that's the hardest it's when when your team is, is shitty and then like they just don't go anywhere that's okay kind of like the postseason could be fun because you weren't even supposed to be there but when you win your division and then you get swept in the first round or when you're supposed to win your division you don't even make the playoffs it's just so disappointing anyway at least we're not the Mets uh, you know at least we're not I, the Mets. I definitely 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 took way too much interest in my fantasy team after the all-star break this year <laughs> i was much more interested in how they were doing than in how the nationals were doing <laughs> i did finish third though hmm. that's not, not bad for somebody that doesn't know anything about baseball that is pretty good pretty good <laughs> just sorry i just dropped beer on myself i'm trying to balance the beer on the side of the bath and i just <laughs> dropped beer on my foot <laughs> why why are people why would anybody continue listening to this program we just said we haven't watched any postseason baseball we don't really care about it and matthew's sitting on the floor of a bathroom bathroom drinking beer oh my goodness don't, don't, don't worry justin baraski will listen to the end <laughs> and 
also Jeff Gabriel appears later in this show, so he'll listen to the end as well, so he can hear his own voice. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, thanks everyone else for listening. See you next season. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna change it up for the show. We're not gonna do a traditional three up, three down. We're gonna do some just some, some riffing. I think on uh, on the postseason. We're gonna talk about. The winners, mostly the losers, and uh, maybe talk a little bit about what's going on in the World Series right now. Yeah. Sound good? Um, yeah, sounds good. Can I can I start? Because I've been looking forward to talking about this for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just like to talk about how funny it is that the Yankees won 100 games this season <laughs> and then <laughs> were just walked off by the, the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Sox treated that like a spring training series. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was pretty It was pretty amazing. It was pretty great. <laughs> and they, I mean, it, it was pretty, you know, and, and the thing is the Red Sox were good in every series they played in, but um, sure. that particularly didn't, didn't, the Yankees didn't even seem to belong in that, in that conversation. Um, no, granted, <laughs> neither did my team against, uh, in, in my round of, of playoffs, but um, you yeah, know they, they won 100 I, games. We didn't win 100 was, games. <laughs> I mean, it's just 100 games. I mean, you knew it was bad halfway through that series when uh, Boston just started introducing some of their prospects to give them give them game time. You know, <laughs> I think they let their ball boy into the game. <laughs> pitched, they pitched the seventh inning of the, the, the game four, I think. No, uh, <laughs> Yankees. The Yankees. So the, also, and my, I don't know if people paid attention, but um, there was a pretty big news story how um, the Houston Astros. Um, well, we learned maybe a little bit about how they were so effective. Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't read too much into this, but they got busted for um, having a video guy like sh- literally shooting into the opposing team's dugout. Um, and apparently Cleveland, this happened during the Cleveland series, and Cleveland tipped off the Red Sox. So Fenway Security were, removed this guy. And um, Major League Baseball, of course, uh, said, like, nothing to see here. It's been, he's been dealt with. Um, I think, you know, uh, and, and to, be, to be clear, I'm not saying that we lost because of this phenomenon. But it's pretty clear that the, um, they, after this was, went public, after this guy was removed, did they even have a lead they, they didn't win a game after this happened so right it's pretty i mean I, I don't again i don't i don't actually take too much uh i don't put too much stock into this but it's pretty weird and you know I, i'm okay with like players stealing signs on the bases and maybe even coaches when they're in the game people in the dugout <laughs> looking into the other dugout but like yeah. <laughs> some friend of the <laughs> owner shooting video into the, it's weird yeah the, the great thing about it was how blatant they were i mean <laughs> the only way it could have been more blatant is if he was wearing like a black and white striped shirt and had a bag that said swag on the side you know like <laughs> it, it it couldn't have been more blatant i totally agree with you i think that there is way too much like overreaction to players on the field stealing signs. Like there was this whole blow up with Manny Machado yeah, apparently that. stealing signs and, and tipping tipping the batter off from second base. And I'm like, come on, he stood right there. You, you, you want him to avert his eyes? I mean, that's right. just like dumb. But there's also massive underreaction to this kind of thing. And the Red Sox with their Apple Watch system they had oh, last yeah. season. You know, it's almost like the the silliness on the field gets jumped all over and like the systematic technology driven 
cheating is like, well, we're all doing it, so let's not get too carried away. <laughs> just don't get it. I don't get it. No, I don't either. Um, and we, we we can save a benches clear segment for the um, the idea of you know foreign substances on baseballs, but that also seems to be a a, a burgeoning controversy because it's one of those things that quote unquote everybody does, but. I think we're seeing real results in for the first time, or measurable results for the first time. In, in Trevor Bauer doesn't do it. We know Trevor Bauer doesn't do it. We'll have a whole <laughs> segment on Trevor Bauer later in the episode. Believe me, a lot of updates. Lots yeah, of updates. Yeah. Um, what about the winners? What do you think the winners are in this postseason? Well, I think you know, I I have traditionally been pretty down on the Boston Red Sox, but they're a, they're a, they're a team that's easy to hate. And I think they're a team that's pretty easy to like. Um, they're, I, you know, looking at it through a football, a soccer lens, for me, the Boston Red Sox, to me, are just like Arsenal. Um, they're kind of annoying, and you don't like them, but you definitely don't hate them. And when they do well, and when they play well, and when they have a, a nice team, you're like, okay, okay. Okay, fine. You would never. There's no way that there could ever be any Yankees team, and in any circumstances where you'd be like cheering them on. Right. Whereas with Boston, I typically do like them to fail, but I am enjoying. I am enjoying their trot to the uh, to the World uh, Series championship. Not least because they're beating the Dodgers, but you know, players like um, you know, as you see this uh, story with Mookie Betts uh, after their game two win, he was out in Boston uh, with a buddy with hoodies up, not paying, you know, no, you know, they were just going about giving food to homeless people. Hmm. And that's apparently a thing that, that Mookie Betts does. He uh, uh, both cause he's a nice guy and apparently he thinks it helps him at the plate. <laughs> um, oh, okay. uh, like he thinks it actually helps him like, Good karma means that he's going to score more runs. But he was out there, you know, giving food to homeless people. And it's just like, that's cool. I like that. Good for him. I almost actually think the Cleveland Baseball Club should try this next year. That We really could have used some more hits. <laughs> um, I also noticed, did you see the story about Chris Sale and the belly button ring? <laughs> no. Okay. So, Chris, what? this is, this is, so do you see how Chris Sale was hospitalized after game... Uh, what game was it? Some game. Game five. After he missed his game five start of the ALCS, he was hospitalized with an unspecified stomach illness. So they asked him on uh, last Saturday. The, the journalists asked him, like, so what was going on? And he, this is a quote: "I had irritation from a belly button ring, just constantly taking it in and out, causing irritation. I got a rash down there." <laughs> Sale said with a straight face yesterday at Fenway Park. Had to take care of that. Doctors and nurses over at Massachusetts General Hospital were awesome. Things happen. You handle them and you keep moving forward. <laughs> so apparently none of this is true. It was it none, of, no, none of that. It surely true. can't be true. He just completely fake news the news. Um, oh, man. What a – makes actually, ever since he cut up his the alternate jerseys, haven't had a lot of reason to like Chris Sale. <laughs> and this is, this is a pretty good story. Um, so um, I don't know. I'm not I'm – not, on team Boston in this series. I'm, I'm officially agnostic about who wins the world series because I can't get behind. I can't root for Boston in their fourth world series in 15 or 16 years, whatever it's been 14 years, 14 years. Um, and I can't also root for the Dodgers because of Jeff Gabriel. So, 
Yeah, that's 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 very fair. Fun story about Boston um, winning the World Series uh, back in two thousand and. 14 or maybe it was 13 one of those two years i was working for ed miliband the leader of the labor party mm. uh living in new york um but he is a massive red sox fan uh because when he was like 11 or 12 his dad taught for a year at harvard and um took ed with him to live in in boston and while their mom and his other brother stayed in in living in london and he just became a huge uh red sox fan and has always been a, a big baseball fan um i used to you talk to him all the time about you know this guy was the leader of the labor party and would talk about like people's batting averages and on-base percentages and so on it was very very cool so anyway one night i'm watching i think it was game six of that um world series and just posting shit about the Red Sox on Twitter, um, just really ragging on them. I didn't like them then because they were winning, um, <laughs> and they just it just was irritating me. And so I was posting on Twitter about how much they sucked. And uh, Ed's <laughs> Ed's um, Ed's chief strategist texted me, and this was like four o'clock in the morning UK time. Oh God. Ed's, Ed's Ed's chief strategist texted me. It was like, Hey Matthew, I'm watching the game with Ed and a few friends and he's reading your tweets out to us i i really suggest that you stop immediately <laughs> was he the head of the labor party then yeah 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 oh my yeah. god so the leader of the labor party up in the middle of the night re- tweet and he was tweeting about baseball at like 4 a.m uk time it was like a news story in the news the national newspapers wrote news stories about how the leader of the labor party because no one in england knows baseball it's not like a big big deal so um i i i I do hate boston usually and um i just like this team and i you know 108 wins you can't argue with that and they're 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 walking their way to this championship well and and i don't know i'm not paying that close attention but it sounds like there's reasons to hate you have other reasons to hate the dodgers yeah well i don't like la full stop well and and didn't they 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 cross the picket line at the hotel or something like that Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that is the that is the main reason. I was just like my Jeff Gabriel hatred was consuming, <laughs> consuming in front of my face. But um, yeah, there, there was this uh, story that um, the the Marriott uh, workers are on strike have been for a little while, and um, they were picketing the hotel that the Dodgers were supposed to be staying at. The union said that they had uh, worked really hard to arrange alternate accommodation for the Dodgers. They'd found them other hotels that could accommodate them that weren't subject to um, a picket line. And the Dodgers had turned them down because those hotels, quote, didn't have enough suites. Oh, my God. Like, geez. Oh, my. Come on, guys. So they crossed the picket line. Not only did they cross the picket line, but they went in the back door to try and avoid the bad publicity. So they oh. knew they knew that what they were doing oh was God. wrong. Oh it sucks. The Dodgers suck. Well, they're currently being karmically punished, as Moogie Betts would say. Um, they're down 2-0 in the World Series. And we'll have uh, some words from uh, a, a Dodgers fan or two um, later on in the program. But should we do a quick word from our sponsor? Let's do it. We're HelloFresh, and we approve this message. Blue Apron sure does sound like a lot of fun, until you do a little more digging. What do you really know about Blue Apron? Where does all that food come from? And the fancy little portions? Suspiciously tiny. 
Take a step back and think about how you ended up sucking at the Blue Apron Teat. A free trial on three free meals of food. Free food. Free food for anyone. Blue Apron? More like Red Apron. Try HelloFresh, which is cheaper, less fancy, less openly socialist, and at least we say hi when we show up. Wow, election season is tough. Tough. Yeah. Well, it's even, you know, when you're spending on podcasts, you got to you got to do it. You just got to go all in. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just looking for ways to spend. They, they, people have spent all their money on TV at this point. They're just looking for ways to get the the added edge. And these are targeted audiences, right? You know, that's Yeah, they know they're getting they know they're getting uh, value for money. Yeah. Um so uh, half-hearted attempt at empathy. Well, yeah, we we didn't want to actually have a guest on because we don't have time for that, um, <laughs> or interest at this point. Like, this is the least half-hearted of our half-hearted attempts. <laughs> this 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 bathroom floor isn't getting any more comfortable. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, and um, speaking of uh, people from the, calling in from bathroom floor, um, I'm assuming that's where Jeff Gabriel is uh, or was when he recorded this uh, little message for Battery Nation. Um, actually, I think it's addressed at Red Sox fans. Let's take a quick listen. Hi, Toby and Matthew and Battery Mates Nation. Uh, it's that time of year again. It's uh, the fall classic, so you get to hear from uh, your favorite uh, listener, Jeff Gabriel, uh, talking about the Dodgers, who are once again in the World Series. And uh, I know that Toby wanted me to give a message to uh, Red Sox Nation. And, you know, the only thing I have to say is, Congratulations. It uh, looks like you guys are going to win a World Series. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be sad once again, uh, which is a new yearly tradition right around this time of year, because uh, this will be the second straight year that my Dodgers uh, have lost a World Series. Um, so I am hoping, though, that I can get a little sympathy from both Toby and Matthew, since they know what it's like to consistently watch their teams uh, blow it in the postseason. Uh, so I'm hoping to get some uh, empathy from them and some uh, words of wisdom. Uh, Take care, and uh, until next year, uh, when the Dodgers lose the World Series for a third straight time, uh, have a good one. All pretty measured. Um, His original original statement, which was written, um, was really tight. Uh, it was just, uh, let me get to pull it up here. It was, bite me. <laughs> that was his original <laughs> statement um, when I asked for a state for a, a quote we could use in the show. Um, but, you know, I think he's come a long way in the last 15 hours. Um, so, uh, no, I don't know. Would we have any advice for him or um, words of wisdom as he asked for? I think my advice to um, Jeff would be um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he um, I think he made a point of telling me that they had a lower payroll than the Boston Red Sox. And so I looked it up and yeah, sure, that's right. But they're both like top three. It's not like, <laughs> like they're both north no. of 200 million. I'm not. I mean, this is this is a, like fair play to him. That was a good measures, measured segment. I don't know whether I would rather um, have a team that was as exciting enough to get to the World Series twice in two years in return for then having to watch them lose the World Series. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen the Nationals win a divisional series, so that would be really, really great. But then maybe we'd have to lose in the championship series. So, I don't know. Life is, 
Life is full of hard choices. I can tell you it's better to win the division series than not um, because there's more baseball that you care about. Yeah. But um, it's pretty brutal losing the World Series, I can tell you that. Um, and maybe maybe we'll... I don't think we have any Red Sox fans um, listening to the show. <laughs> um, so maybe they can tell us what it's like to win. But I, are you, is it a foregone conclusion they're going to win this, you think? I think we're fairly... I think it's fairly certain. Hmm. Okay. Well, you heard it here yep. first. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one other... Um, I do have one other uh, half-hearted attempt. This one's a little more half-hearted attempt. Um, uh, Toba Perlman and uh, her husband, Max Berkelhammer, um, are on the opposite sides of this issue. Um, Max is a, a huge Red Sox fan. Toba's a big Dodgers fan. It's a rough time in their their house. They're um, actually also expecting a baby in the very not-too-distant future. And so I asked um, if, if, if Toba or Max had anything to say for us and um i got a uh, first of all <laughs> a refusal to want to <laughs> participate um from toba as, as a, a hurt doctor's man but then she did uh, last night she did actually pull uh, pull together a uh, quote um i i asked um uh is there an assessment of how this is affecting your household how much leverage are you getting now in the naming of the baby department um and she said i won't allow uh any music right now in the house except for funeral dirges max says our marriage is only being held together by our love of dave roberts um and then she said it's hard to say i get any additional leverage because i'm carrying i've been carrying this baby for nine months (laughs) i'd rather them just win (laughs) so (laughs) fair play um yeah uh and so i you know i think for the sake of their marriage and their relationship and their child um a future child. Uh, I think it'd be nice for them to have a, uh, this series to maybe even up. Um, it'd be good for baseball. I think, uh, you know, we, all we care about is revenue for major league baseball here at battery mates. Um, and this certainly was a good outcome in terms of the league champions, um, for baseball quote unquote. Um, but I think before we wrap, should we do a quick update on our ex? I, I always want to hear about your ex. Okay. I have, since since we last talked about Trevor Bauer, here's what's happened. In, <laughs> Strap in. Yeah, get ready. In early September, I was in the I was in the audience, uh, in like the seventh inning of a great start. Trevor Bauer, by the way, mid in the middle of a potential Cy Young season, he he was on pace. He was in the conversation. Sorry, did you just say in the audience? Yeah, I guess I was in the crowd. <laughs> But the thing is, it was Chicago, and there were like 16 people there. So it felt like an audience. <laughs> um, line drive back the, up the middle, hit Trevor Bauer on the shin. Um, you know, that is usually not a bad thing. It usually ends up in anything serious. Turns out he had a stress fracture, in his, like a hairline fracture in his leg. He missed six weeks. Just made it back before the end of the season and only could participate in the postseason with, in the, from the bullpen. Did not start a game. Um, that was a bummer for the Clevelands and a bummer for Trevor's season. Um, but one of my favorite stories from this was from uh, this happened right after the so there, he was like very openly talking about how he was going to get back for the end of the season and you know, he was gonna, he was going to be back before the season was over. He, he wasn't done, even though the timeline was very tight, you know. Um, so apparently, uh, a baseball writer on Twitter tweeted. 
Trevor Bauer says that the doctor's timeline for return is based on outdated mainstream medicine, and he's begun a course of blood transfusions and colloidal silver to rid his body of CIA, CIA nanites. He anticipates missing two starts, three tops. So this is a joke, um, and I think not everyone knew. <laughs> it's never, it's not always, that isn't clear that he would be joking about that. The, the writer is joking. This is not something that Trevor Bauer said. Oh. <laughs> this is not anything based in real time. So not only did MLB Network pick this up and put it on TV, and, it had, <laughs> and people talked about it. It's just in the middle of it. Blood transfusion in, to rid his body of CIA n- nanites. I don't even know what those are. Anyway. Um, it's so, Trevor Bauer, so, though. <laughs> Trevor, it is Trevor Bauer. So it was a little too... It was too close, right? And so um, he was not happy about this. He went, um, he recorded an uh, iPhone video about how, um, you know, this is irresponsible journalism uh, and all this stuff. And he blamed ESPN, who apparently didn't actually talk about it at all. <laughs> he blamed MLB Network and ESPN. Um, turns out it was just MLB Network, who then later apologized to Trevor. Anyway... You also missed that he's selling merch now. You can go to trevorbauer.com and buy t-shirts with his silhouette on it. <laughs> I wish I was making that up. Um, <laughs> but you could buy them. Um, and it's a whole bunch of stuff, right? It's not just uh, t-shirts. There's whole like hats. There's an apron. There's an, apron. There's there's an iPhone towel. cover. An iPhone cover with Trevor Bauer's. How many of those is he going to sell? Um, well, I think at least one. Um <laughs> I have plans for one. Um, we're going to talk about the preseason predictions in a second, but pr- <laughs> prediction. Um, I have a prediction. Uh, anyway, so he was relegated the, the the bullpen in the playoffs. He pitched pretty well, except in a couple bad outings. A couple outings where he was left in too long um, and just didn't have it. He pitched in all three games, I believe. And um, not great, not great. Um, but he was brought back in the ALCS as a commentator on MLB Network. So there's a it all it all ends well. Um, so he actually got to com- uh, be a commentator uh, for uh, one of the games, and apparently I didn't watch, but he apparently did okay. Um, and, and he was interviewed about this. And in the interview, interview, I'm just calling out one little quote here. They asked him what his five year plan was, and he this is the direct quote: "My five year plan starting in 2014 was to be on the body issue of ESPN magazine by 2019. I think I'm in a good spot for that." <laughs> the entirety of the quote so then this was this this is all going to be a pretty happy update on trevor bauer except Mm, sad ending i know trevor got roasted on trevor on on twitter (laughs) and i can't i can't seem to pull it up here Uh, but so what happened was molly knight who's a baseball writer tweeted about Clayton Kershaw, and nobody in baseball worked harder than this man or wants it more. Watching him win a ring would restore at least a sliver of my faith in humanity. It, admittedly, a little over the top, Molly. But Trevor's response, pretty dickish. He goes, Molly, can you present evidence that supports these claims? I mean, this is peak white dude is, Twitter. It's real bad. Dick So, Molly, um, maybe prepared for this. Um, I got you, bro. 
So her, her first response is to, he's, Molly, can you present evidence that supports these claims? Her first response, well, I know he's not playing with his drone today. Uh, and then she responds to so herself. Good. And I think she, I would, if I were her, I would have left it there because that was a, that's a real mic drop. That that was mic drop. That was game over. No need to go on. But I'm glad she did. And then she said, "Not a good idea to tisk 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 a woman, my dude. Was gonna spare you, but you couldn't let it go." So that was her last response. And he kept going, um, "Spare me from what? The wrath of Twitter? Lol. It's." fairly clear that I'm, I welcome that. And since we're giving each other unsolicited advice, it's probably not a good idea to like tweets calling players in the industry a dummy. Oh, my goodness. He proceeded to engage with a lot of other people who commented on that tweet. <laughs> yeah. It just went on and on and on and yeah. on. He, he can't help himself. He gets, like, gets all upset. Yeah, poor Trev. I mean, I will say I feel a lot better. When he was midseason and he was having a great year, I felt a little bit like we were the like we were the exes who were on the other side of things. Like I felt like he was winning in the divorce, if you will. But now, I don't know. Look, I'm looking back and I'm thinking maybe, maybe, maybe we won this one. Maybe we we came out ahead. He um, he just veers, zigzags, side to side. Mm. Sometimes we love him. Sometimes he's a dick. Oh, well, and I said, you know, well, I'm sure there'll be plenty more updates from our friends. <laughs> uh, I just want to take a quick, before we wrap here, I know I said that last time before this last segment, but before we wrap, I want to take a quick look back at um, our preseason predictions and just say, everybody is really shitty at this. Um, we really didn't get anywhere close. Nobody got their team's win uh, wins exactly right, which, okay, there's 162 games. I get it, but come on, no one. And then no, nobody had both the Dodgers and the Red Sox in the World Series. Um, only one person had the Red Sox in the World Series, and only like five people had the Dodgers, seven. Anyway, I'm disappointed. Um, I will say we have it, there's only two possible winners, um, depending on who wins, the, who wins this World Series uh, of, our, of our preseason prize, um, neither of which has won before but neither of whom is new to Battery Mates Nation. So um, you know who you are. You probably don't, actually. You probably don't remember what you said in April. <laughs> but um, you'll be receiving a very special prize. And speaking of, um, I have now... So update on the prizes from last season. <laughs> um, we'll check in on Ross's ball in a second. I have Dave Duberstein's ball. Um, it was accidentally packed <laughs> as we were moving to our new house. Um but I have, re- I have relocated it, and it is going to be mailed out before the World Series is over. You have my word, Dave Duberstein. So Dave Duberstein's uh, uh, Jason Cannon ball has now been moved from Brooklyn to London. Mm-hmm. From London on to ship. Chicago. Well, it was on, uh, a on a ship. On a ship. Yeah, yeah, it was shipped. And then flown back to, London, uh, back to America, to Chicago. And then you have attempted to move it when you moved house. Yeah, yeah. Well, we almost did. I, I, I almost I, I, Almost did. <laughs> it came very close. It was packed. Um, well, and I was going to I, I was literally going to open one, maybe two boxes to look for it, and it was in the first <laughs> box I opened. So thank God. <laughs> thank God. I still haven't found Ross's ball. It must be somewhere. I don't know what's going on with it. Well, he's a he's a pretty forgiving guy. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ross. By the way. Yeah. He has. He yeah. He um. 
and you know he's he's going through a rough week, um, and he's, he's focused on other things right now. He's got a big election coming up, you know. Yeah, well, well. Um, well, any any <laughs> other wisdom for our uh, for for Jeff Gabriel come to mind? No, no I just want I just want to stop talking about baseball now. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to be really we're already sad, but we're all going to be much more sad when there's no actual baseball news. I am sad, but I I I read. Um... Uh, just uh, planning for today, I, I read uh, a long article about um, the Brewers organization and, and how they're getting ready for 2019. And hot damn, I think they're going to be good next year. Mm. Uh, and it, it did remind me, I had the same thing last year. I really wanted the baseball season to be just done after the Nationals were knocked out of the NLDS. But as soon as we we're into the close season, I was like instantly rooting for spring training to start again avidly following the gm meeting looking at all of the different trades that were going on i think i think i'm just bitter so the postseason <laughs> is bad it's like i'm bitter but the close season that's when anticipation starts again well anyway um womp womp uh here womp. we are um you know for those of you who are paying attention shag those balls yeah let's just try to shag those balls and if you're watching the world series I don't know what to say. Um, hopefully it gets better I, I, for everyone. I mean, I can't really get much better for the Red Sox, but uh, yeah, maybe for those of us who don't care, maybe it'll get better. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I would care a lot more if the games didn't start at 1 a.m. UK time, <laughs> but <laughs> even, even so, good luck to Jeff. Good luck to um, Boston and the Shagless Bulls.